Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk. Today we're going to be talking about Elon Musk and Tesla, vaccines going to Texas, and our thoughts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Alyssa, what are your thoughts on Tesla this week and Elon Musk? My thoughts? Wow. Well, Elon Musk, now once again, as we he has been in the past, he is once again the second richest man in the world with a net worth of what, like $132 billion. So not far behind Bezos, watch out. But I just think that, I mean, this is basically all coming from Tesla, right? Like, the fact that his net worth has gone up so much, just skyrocketed, it's coming from Tesla. And the share price of Tesla has literally increased six times in the past year alone and brought freaking Musk's net worth up almost $100 billion. But then when you look at the market cap, it's about 533 billion. You divide that by the amount of cars sold, right? In history. And that yeah. would put the price per car at around 533,000 per car. And as we know, that's not what Tesla's sell for. Like <laughs> it's extremely overvalued, unbelievably overvalued. And it's like these people are just devoted, obsessed fans, obsessed with Elon Musk as a person and the electrical vehicle industry as a whole. And so they're not investing in facts and in the actual reality of the future projections of this company. All they're doing is investing in this idea of Elon Musk and the idea of the electrical vehicle industry. I agree. I used to be of, yo, I'm going to put some money on Tesla, see where it goes, how it plays out. And I sold before it like skyrocketed. And I was like, good for him, good for Elon. I, I want him to succeed. And I'm not saying I don't want him to succeed now, but I'm saying I'm less motivated by the hype around Elon Musk because I, like, realized this week Tesla became worth more than Berkshire or Hathaway. And then I looked into it more. I saw someone break it down for me, and I was like, wow, this is ridiculous. Berkshire or Hathaway makes a ton of money in revenue and has great profit margins. Tesla, on the other hand... They're not, not, so much. they're not there yet. They're not there yet. And I think it's insane that Tesla is worth more than Berkshire Hathaway when Berkshire Hathaway has like $330 billion in annual revenue when Tesla only has 25 That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Literally, this is the difference right there between value investors and growth investors. You got the Buffett ideology, and then you got the millennial ideology. And I would just like to say, look how Buffett has done with his money, and look at how millennials have done with their money. I, I would only argue on one point. I did point. just generalize. I realize I generalized. Yeah, and Warren Buffett's been playing the stock game for quite a while. I think he said he started when he was 19 or 18, somewhere around there. And that's where these millennial investors are. They're only 18 and 19. Oh, that's not true. They're 30-year-old millennials. I don't know where it breaks are. My oldest sister is a millennial, and she is 34. Okay. Well, she's 34. Warren Buffett's like, what, 90? I think he's 90 or 89. Anyway. He's somewhere in the 80s, I think. He recently had a birthday, too. I should know this. I don't know. It, like Forbes was like, congrats. Bill Gates made a cake for him. <laughs> I remember when that was, like, trending on social media. Warren Buffett's done pretty well for uh, for himself, as well as I will defend millennials, quote-unquote. I'm air-quoting right now. Um, they haven't been playing the game for too long. And I think 
at some point everyone's gonna realize wow tesla is not actually worth this in the slightest and it's gonna go pop uh, i will say i think there's a bubble Alyssa said oh, it first. Wait, who said it? Who Aly said that? I like. <laughs> yeah, I will admit I I didn't see it before because I like I was just motivated by like Elon Musk <laughs> to the moon. Now I think it's not so much that just looking at that alone, realizing that Tesla is the sixth largest in market cap in the U.S. is huge. That's not like I, that was my my blow away. Yeah, just like breaking it down to that statistic that that would mean each car was selling for 530 about 1000 when we know that's nowhere near what they're no, selling for. Like... It just doesn't align with their accounting statements in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I think that it's without a doubt that the electrical vehicle industry is going to become a bubble that is very apparent to everyone. All investors value and growth. I am grouping the millennials into that. But I think it'll become pretty apparent soon. I would be investing in SpaceX, honestly. It's over, not public. I know, but if I could, I'd be investing in SpaceX over Tesla. Like, I think that if that were a publicly traded company, like, that would make sense for something being valued way over what the financial statements say. Because it's space exploration. It's been successful. It's partnerships with government agencies. Like, that is something where you don't need the proof to, like, know that there's value in the future. In terms of SpaceX, I've said this before, like exploring space mining asteroids that's super lucrative and that's why like i agree if spacex was public i would totally put money I would in space be so much money like, in it. and i wouldn't like pull out before i did like i did in tesla i was like i had money in tesla for about a year and nothing really major happened i made a little bit of money but not anywhere near as much as elon did percentage wise so yeah. I was, like i'm not playing in the same ballpark as elon with billions <laughs> but i would be playing like per percentage wise yeah, totally the same thing. 100% return on $1 versus $30 billion. <laughs> I, absolutely. I would put money into SpaceX. I've said this before. Space exploration, money asteroids, I think that's extremely lucrative. It. I don't think I know it is. Um, everyone who's like done the research on what's inside of asteroids, there's a lot of minerals, and thus would expand the finite resources we have on Earth. Yeah, it's definitely something that... I would be putting my money into space exploration. Just got to get a few more public companies out there. Blue Origin? Yeah, obviously Blue Origin, but Blue Origin, they do have some contracts with the government, but not compared to SpaceX, where they're no. literally going into space and doing this space exploration engineering rockets together. Past the Elon Musk drama and high net worth that I think many Silicon Valley kids aspire to, including yourself, Aiden. Um, yeah. The COVID vaccines seem to be that they're going to be distributed in Texas in the next couple weeks. I think it's like this week or next week. It's yeah. it's coming up pretty quick because um, they're trying to get it out to all their frontline workers. I was looking into how many that they had. There was like some ABC Houston or something was saying they have 5.9 billion, not billion, wow, million people who are have increased risk on who are in contact with frontline workers. It was not limited to frontline workers. It was it explained that there's a lot of elderly who quote unquote frontline workers with uh, people who work in healthcare, um, elderly homes, and just people in hospitals in general. I'm I don't track cases anymore. Uh, I used to in like the first month because I was like. This is fun. There's websites with fun graphs. 
but now it's just like there's too much to keep track of. Yeah, and the statistics are just so screwed up, I think, online when, like, the problem is that since the hospitals get funding for how many cases of COVID they have, like, they get increased funding for the amount of deaths by COVID. So they are, like, you know, manipulating some of the death certificates. Like, my family's had a few family friends where the death certificates have been changed to COVID. But that's happening, I think, all across the country just because that is the way that you get more funding in these hospitals. But then it's, like, all the statistics that the public has access to and wants to, you know, make rational decisions and perspectives on it are all manipulated. So it's like, how do you get the straight facts where you can, you know, make your decision, decide what kind of like risks you want to take going out, you know, into the world, into in-person physical stores. Like when the statistics are all manipulated, it's really hard to know. Yeah. I think one of the, a big scare factor that people like when we talk about in conversation of COVID cases arising, they can't go down. Like, yes, the rate of change at which people get COVID, that can move up and down. But the amount of people that can get COVID can never go down. Yeah, the cumulative number can't go down. That's not how a cumulative number works. Like, COVID deaths will never go down. <laughs> we can't resuscitate people from death. I think when it's advertised, or not ex- advertised is the wrong word, when it's expressed that there's higher COVID cases or there's higher COVID deaths. It's unfortunate. However, you can't ever expect it to go down unless it comes out that cases were manipulated. That's going to be the thing. But until someone's willing to admit that, cases will never go down and COVID deaths will never go down. And it's a sad thing that we talk about it so often because it's very common these days, but it's only expressed in ways that are not meant to guide us in a better path to thinking sometimes, I think. It's not It's not meant to, yeah, inform us so yeah. that we can make our best decisions and develop our own perspective on the issue. It's meant to, you know, sway you into seeing it from one perspective, how the media relays it, how the government agencies are relaying it, you know, the healthcare systems. And it's like... You know what else is interesting? Texas is the first to get these vaccines, but the restrictions in Texas are little to none. Little to none. Yeah. And then California, like... California's Our hefty. cases per day, our cases per day are less than Texas right now. And, like, cases per day is not cumulative. Like, ours are less. But our restrictions are so intense, and granted, like, blue state versus red state, I mean, not shocking. But it's just interesting how, you know, this state that has higher cases per day, higher deaths per day, they have little to no restrictions still. And then our state, California, we have fewer cases per day, fewer deaths per day, and the maximum level of restrictions, I would say. I think so. I don't know about New York or Washington too much, but I know those tend to... They're lower than Texas as well, but in terms of the, like population per square foot like the density yeah. and the volume of people since new york's so much smaller but such a heightened population that might be different yeah i think that definitely allowed for covid to spread rapidly in new york mm-hmm. as well as um just everyone lives on top of each other i've never been to new york but like just everyone does live on top of each other it's a beautiful city though i will say that like in california and texas it. it's very suburban i think and yes. parts of Washington as well. Washington's where it started, and 
or the first confirmed case in the U.S. was in uh, North Seattle. I was almost there. I almost, pretty early on, I almost got COVID. I just wonder what's going to happen when Biden does take office and how he's going to approach it. If he's going, you know, to take more democratic um, stance on it or if he can take a moderate stance on it and just what the influences are going to be on him and distributing the vaccines. So what is it? We have December and isn't January 20th? January. Inauguration day? I thought it was like 15th. I don't know. So it's mid-January. Yeah. There's a month and a half until Inauguration Day. Yeah. And so th- there's going to be a lot of time for everyone to release vaccines. I don't know how fast Pfizer or Moderna are going to do their emergency release with the FDA, but they've already done it with Texas. And so depending on how Texas plays out over the next week or two, that probably will predicate how fast they do it with other states and how fast that goes out to everybody else. As, of course, that depends on how fast it works through Texas and how we can measure it. But I think January, February, definitely by March, COVID is going to be less of a concern. If so, I think around January, it's going to trickle away because a political reasons b because we have functioning vaccines with 90 percent effective rate even astrazeneca's like hey we goofed we did our trial wrong but we still have 90 percent. we should have it's like we all copied the test answers off each other we have the same vaccine but I mean, they're all in partnerships with like different universities but i think that once you know the government got a hold of whatever the combination was for the vaccine and like the best process method to develop it in the quickest way possible. Yeah. Everyone got the funding, everyone got the grants. I think it was widely known how you make a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, they've all been around for a while. So they they have experience in making vaccines. I don't think it would go away just immediately. Like many people express, you know, once the election is over, it's just going to go away. COVID's not going to exist anymore. I think Biden's made it a very, very noted point where he's like, first thing we need to do is get this virus under control. So I really don't think he's going to defer from what he originally said with that. So I feel like it's going to be a little harsh in January, February with the restrictions, at least in states like California. I never thought it would go away come election day. I definitely think it it's going to reduce a lot less come inauguration and after it just makes sense time heals in metaphorical sense and a real sense so because there's such harsh restrictions in california people are doing a lot of online shopping right Alyssa? um yeah i'm not gonna lie it's kind of a stress reliever slash i feel attached to reality in a virtual way which makes absolutely no logical sense yeah it's incredibly easy to shop online you can do it from your phone Literally anywhere. This has not been a new thing with being able to shop online, but it's right now very heavily encouraged because there's nothing to do outside, really. I don't know. Unless you're going to work or... Go for a hike. Going, See the sun. Get getting, some vitamin D. That, you can do that, too. I just... I have you're work. You're I can't say class is an excuse anymore, but I, I have work, so I just go to work. I think this is the year Cyber Monday 
sales, just like online sales will exceed, this is very easily manipulated in-person Black Friday sales because Walmart and Target, they said they're going to do all their, their deals all month long and pretty much everyone's shopping online because people don't want to go out. Some people do. Like, I super understand going out and shopping. Uh, I just never wanted to spend money in the first place. I, there's very little in life that I ever want to physically buy. Oh, that's inspiring. Well, <laughs> um, I think that, I mean, when you look at the numbers that have been reported so far, Black Friday shopping, like at physical retail stores, it was down about half from last year. And then so far, the transactions online from Friday till today have been up about 22%. So even with the malls open, people are still opting for the online experience. But I don't even think it's all entirely about COVID and not wanting to go out. It's just people realize that you can get things a lot cheaper online because you can compare five different websites and all the different deals on one product, whether you're looking for, you know, a TV, a tablet, anything, especially in the electronic sector, you can compare all the prices in one location, you don't have to run from store to store to store to try to see where the cheapest TV is and the best value is. So regardless of COVID, like personally, I love going to the mall because I feel like I'm outside and in the world and I'm not cooped up in my house, you know, staring at my computer. But I still chose to go online shopping and buy my Christmas presents online because I can get 100% the best deals, best value, because I can compare everything in one location. I kind of just don't ever tend to shop for anything if I do it's very abysmal it's like for some weird reason I think I need this and I'll buy it but that has to be something that really stands out what like value versus growth investments if I'm a French model yeah I don't know <laughs> the last time I thought about this was like a coffee pot I was like I don't know it wasn't even for me I was like I'm gonna buy a coffee pot I don't make coffee too often yeah, you know what? I succumbed to, like, middle schooler trends, and I bought a Fujifilm Polaroid camera for literally no reason. I do not know why I bought it. I was like, wow, I should be trendy. I should, like, get hip and be in with the, the now and, you know, take Polaroids because COVID were trendy and going on road trips. Not that I've gone on a single road trip or done any of those artsy, cute, stay-at-home things. None of them just worked in school and stuck my head in LSAT, but I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna be hip and trendy, and now I have this camera, and I'm like, I'm probably never gonna use this. Sucks you in, advertising? Was it a, uh... I don't need your condescending tone right now, Hayden. No, I was I gonna... fell victim to a bigger scheme, okay? No, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things companies do to get people to shop on Black Friday. They think it's a temporary deal, especially, like, I imagine online, they're saying deal. This is deals only available until midnight on Black Friday. I don't remember what the date of Black Friday was. They they would say it's only temporarily available at this deal, and that's another motivator that I guess people to say this is a good deal, even though it might not actually be. Maybe it's like the off season for this item, but they're still charging more. Yeah, hike up the prices. Yeah, and then increase the discount. Price doesn't change. No. I mean, for some stores, like, there really are discounts. Like, I think that... I also wonder how Amazon has hijacked Black Friday. Like, Amazon did not typically have... Used to have, like, big sales and big deals because it was all, you know, different vendors and different suppliers. So they couldn't have this one type of sale. But now they've, like, sorted it into categories where they're, like, 50% off more, like, toys and games, or they do it by, 
like all the different brands and it's like you don't even need to go to another retailer like goodbye Nordstrom's goodbye Macy's buy Neiman Marcus like buy any other department store because now they have the same exact deals of those brands outside of the regular spending everyone does on Amazon they have three days out of the year that tend to bring in the most money for them uh black friday being one of them cyber monday another and amazon prime day which is motivated solely on their own and i haven't measured the deals i don't track who where their deals are cyber monday i think they do a lot of stuff around just technical equipment um or just phones other stuff like that because everyone knows amazon it's a brand name that people will go to them they have brand names of everybody else as well and so that's going to drive people to them. And again, I think because it's online, it does make it easier to have different tabs open to see who has the cheapest price mm-hmm. rather than going in person and walking from store to store to feel like who has the cheapest price. Yeah. But I do think Amazon does a great job at allowing people to buy stuff online very easily, seamlessly. And it's just that it reaches such a variety of customers as well because Walmart, it really is... Like the way Walmart started off, you know, they started off their physical retail stores in rural locations so that they dominated that route. It was really like access-based positioning, honestly, because they just like took over those rural areas and were the most accessible place, the closest place to drive to for those remote areas. And like they still stick by that positioning, I think, and that they're really low cost focus on you know, like best value, but also cheapest price. And Amazon, on the other hand, I feel like it targets such a broad base, like people that are more price sensitive and people that aren't as price sensitive because you have a wide range of different people from different, you know, wealth statuses, different income levels, and uh, they reach all those people. You know, you have millionaires shopping on Amazon and you have people that have, you know, a hundred thousand and their entire net worth shopping on Amazon. Whereas, like, Walmart, it really just targets the lower income. Yeah. Amazon's trying to break into high fashion, I've heard. Like, mm-hmm. super expensive clothes. Mm-hmm. As well as they're doing medical um, sales now, like pharmacy stuff. And literally, as of this week, I didn't even think about this. Uh, Amazon announced that they were doing a lot of um, direct-to-consumer pharmacy sales. And so, because of that, a lot of pharma went down this week in stock value. Yeah. Amazon- not Moderna. Not, no, not Moderna. Moderna <laughs> to the moon. I think they were up like 26%, something like that. 17. Yeah, I would have to check my account. <laughs> yeah, we'll look at it later. But clearly, we have active positions in Moderna. They On that news, a lot of pharmacy companies, CVS, there was another one that's very popular in the East, went down. Amazon's trying to make it so that they sell everything from A to Z. And I like that. That's their little slogan from A to Z. You know, it's fun. That really it's just common. sounds like the motto for Monopoly. Like it, re- it literally is just like we're gonna sell everything, everything from A to Z, the entire alphabet, everything you could think of. That just sounds like they're like self-proclaiming as a monopoly, self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Just wait, give it a few years. Can't wait for the antitrust lawsuit. It's a few years. I hope it's not a few years for antitrust to kick in. It will be because e-commerce still defined as a separate industry, so or the same industry as retail. Interesting. So you know, technically they don't have a big enough market share of the retail industry in general, but COVID might accelerate the process of them 
I think it might. Because of COVID, everyone's done online shopping. Like, just about everybody. Yeah, everyone. There wasn't a single person in a mall. Everyone. It's going to be super interesting to see how much information we're going to get out of when all the Black Friday information goes out. Same thing with Cyber Monday. That's going to be a very big indicator of what the consumer dollar is looking like. Is it trying to spend money? Is it not trying to spend money? And the status of the economy and how that plays out. It's just so funny because people's income levels are down, generally. Yeah. And consumer spending is up, generally. But, you know, the Fed, they can always just print more money because quantitative easing has just proven to be so effective in the past. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So I'll say it's it's interesting as one of my ticks, I guess. I forget the actual word that defines what I, that is. But um, I genuinely believe the data that comes out of Black Friday and Cyber Monday this year is going to be very interesting when it comes to the status of consumer spending and who's raking in the most money company-wise. This like shows a lot of consumer confidence as well as what's a good viable industry mm-hmm. during COVID. Industry and just distribution channels. Because that's really what's being revolutionized is the way that companies are distributing their products to consumers. Like you see how much companies are cutting back on sales representatives too. Like part of that is because of COVID and you know, your revenue is decreasing. You need to cut expenses. One of the first things to go sales reps. Yeah. And uh, that's been cut out extensively. So then you have that area of distribution changing as well, even in a B2B sense. I look forward to that, the information. It definitely will be interesting to see. In the upcoming months. I think we're going to call it. We're going to wrap it. Wrap it up for Ra- today. Wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in this week and look forward to talking to you next week. Have a good one.